Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And I am coming to you from the command center of the Immortaligent Leadership Institute in an undisclosed location. As I reach this into the vault to pull out, and that resource, that which you and only you deserve to have, today I am pulling out a resource to talk about a leadership concept that's designed to meet the challenges of the 21st century leaders, and that is emotelligence. Emotelligence. You say, Kingsley, what is emotelligence? I've never heard that term or that word before. Well, at least if you have listened, which you, I assume and hope you have, been listening and journeying with me on this podcast, you have heard that word before at some point. But it's always a good thing, I believe, to revisit and remind you what that word means. Because it's a word that's combined. It's made up of two words, emotion and intelligence. And so we get emotelligence, right? It's like infomercial. It's two words, information and commercial, emoticon, emotion and icon, brunch, breakfast and lunch. And so you've heard and and seen, I guess, come across many words that you may not stop to think about anymore because it's an everyday used word. It's almost like in the mainstream of our conversation today, and we don't think about that. And that's my goal. I, I want this word emotelligence and emotelligent leaders to become mainstream words at some point in the near future. And you can help me by using that word and explaining to those who ask you the meaning of that word. And so the word emotelligence simply means the art of succeeding where others failed. It is an art form. It is something that can be developed. It's something that can be learned. And that is the beauty about this word, emotelligence. And, and, and really, it's, if you have, I'll say, keep on saying, if you have listened. Well, it's my, my newest book, which is called The Emotelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed and Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow, is really from this idea of emotelligence. 
and it's, it's built on basically the framework of emotional intelligence and leadership skills. Now, the leadership skills part is, you know, I've created seven essential traits that every leader who is going to succeed in the 21st century must, must practice, must build their leadership on. And those seven essential skills or traits, basically, I've outlined in my book, The Immortalogent Leader, but it's also built on the framework of emotional intelligence. And I want to take a few moments to talk about that because it's the concept that's designed and is designed from, as I mentioned, the emotional intelligence aspect. Now, if you, you may have read or heard of Daniel Goleman. Now, Daniel Goleman is that psychologist and a journalist who basically brought to the mainstream, the marketplace, let's put the word marketplace, the the concept, the idea of emotional intelligence. Now, it's not original with him. He, he heard the phrase and 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 saw that being mentioned from the the writings of Peter Salovey and John Mayer that in 1990, they're the ones who kind of coined the phrase of the term emotional intelligence because they look back, I guess, at Howard Gardner, who previously to that was kind of looking at what was the other skills that he saw outside of the intellectual skills, right? Your IQ. And what were the other things that made up for people who were successful? Because it was hard to look at people who had average IQ, right? They they were not the high genius type, but yet they had enormous success in their lives. And he's wondering, well, what are the other skill sets that made made that up? And what he found was 20% of people who were successful in that regards were physically, were basically, it was based on their IQ, right? Their cognitive quotient or intellectual quotient, right? And he, he wondered and began to explore and wonder what else could there be? And he came up with multiple intelligences and he talked about eight different types of multiple intelligences. Now, of course, Peter Salovey and John Mayer now kind of went a bit further and they coined the phrase emotional intelligence. And of course, Daniel Goleman in 1995 wrote his book on this topic of emotional intelligence and I kind of argue for why the, the EQ is as essential, if not more so, than IQ for one's success. And so he's attributed for the for bringing it to the the marketplace. So what happened is the there are four different I would say cornerstone, right? There are four basic cornerstone of emotional intelligence that are important as we look at the 21st century leadership. Because what happened is we have a a paradigm that has occurred in the workforce in the the workplace, right? Because the the millennials who are now the ones who are kind of entering in and their mindset, what they look for, how they operate, how they interact, how they follow 
directions and leadership and authority is kind of different than how others who grew up prior to the, you know, you think about the boomer generation and so on. And, and therefore, it creates several challenges. You know, I, 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 talk about, I talk about this in a previous podcast where I, I cite the six challenges universally of, of leaders that leaders talk about what well, these are six challenges that they face. And it's true across industry. And you may want to go back and listen to that podcast episode if you have not yet done so where I discuss those challenges that were cited as what leaders in the workplace, leaders across different industries are facing. And that is the same idea here. It's 21st century mindset, right? And we, we, have, we have to meet that challenge. We have to work with it. We have to find ways to become successful, even though we are faced with that. So the question is then, how do we do that? What might be our approach if what we had no longer works? It is no longer effective. It's no longer doing the job. It's no longer getting the results that you're looking for. And, and that's why I, when I wrote my book, I began to look at the research and think it through and wondering what might be then the answer? What might be the the concept, the new paradigm that might be an answer to these challenges. And I want to share with you then in a few moments, not just the the concept itself, but also break that down through the lens of emotional intelligence and talk about the quadrants, the four quadrants of that, and also the, the seven essential traits that I believe you will need and I will need if we're going to meet the challenges of the 21st century um, leadership and the 21st century workplace and the the team makeup and how to lead teams effectively in the 21st century. But before we get there, we want to continue our new tradition of talking about the did you know did you know aspect because as you've heard and and by now is aware that I'm from Jamaica and and so I try to highlight something about. Jamaica that you might find interesting and hopefully will want to go to Jamaica to at least experience something of that sort, right? And so today, I want to share with you one more thing or one other thing, let's put it that way, one other thing about Jamaica, yes, (laughs) that you might find interesting and hopefully yearn, long to, desire, have this taste in your mouth that I've got to go to Jamaica. And if and when I do go, I got to then look up these places that Kingsley have mentioned. So let's get into our Did You Know segment. Did you know that The Blue and John Crow Mountains National Park conserves about 100,000 acres of tropical rainforest in the northeast side of Jamaica. Now, this is Jamaica's one and only national park with incredible history, right? Because this is the area known for the 
Maroons, the, the Indians who fled there, they, actually they were the known as the African slaves who fled there and created their settlements, hiding places, and a network of trails that they they developed and they it enabled them to elude their captors and eventually they from there they fought for and gained their independence, right? Is also designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, the Blue and John Crow Mountains, since 2015. It stretches across four of the parishes in Jamaica, St. Andrew, Portland, St. Thomas, and St. Mary. Now, this part you, you know, I think, because you know of the Blue Mountain Coffee. That is the area from which the Blue Mountain Coffee it thrives, I mean, it comes, it thrives in the cool, misty upper reaches of the mountains because of the rainforest area of Jamaica. But also, it houses the largest butterfly in the Western Hemisphere, the giant swallowtail. Did you know that? Now you know. We now return to regular broadcasting of the Kings the Grant show. So we began by talking about the new concept, Immortelligence, that is a new leadership concept. I, I call it a movement. I call it a paradigm. It's designed to meet the challenges of the 21st century for leadership, leading teams in the 21st century. And I mentioned uh, earlier that it's built on the framework of emotional intelligence, right? Now, emotional intelligence is basically set up, or you would say it is is in two different parts. You could look at personal competence and social competence. Those two competences make up emotional intelligence. Now, the personal competence side, it is where it comprises of your self-awareness and self-management skills, right? That focuses more on you as an individual than on the interactions you have with other people, right? It's your ability to stay aware of your emotions and managing your behavior and tendencies. Whereas the social competence side of emotional intelligence is made up of social awareness and relationship management skills, the social competence is is your ability to understand other people's moods and their behaviors and and their motives in order so that you can respond effectively and improve the quality of those relationships that's the social competence side now you hear me when mentioned to the phrase self awareness and self management now the, this idea of self awareness is simply your ability to accurately perceive your emotions and stay aware of them as they happen. Now, the self-management aspect of that is once you are able to accurately perceive your emotions and stay aware of them, then you have to manage. So it's your ability to manage. To I'm sorry, it's your ability to use the awareness of your emotions and stay flexible and positively direct your behavior. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Recently, 
I was on a flight that I was taking to California from South Florida, and the flight had a stopover in Atlanta. Now, we have been going through in South Florida, where I am, I reside, and the, the weather, actually not just us, because there have been in the Midwest, a lot of weather disturbances, flooding, um, this, this kind of really weird weather condition, which has disrupted, have disrupted flights all over the country. And of course, internationally as well, because some flights are originating from parts of the United States, or they're coming through parts of the United States. And, and so what happened is I got to my first leg, which is a fly from Fort Lauderdale, which is in South Florida, to Atlanta. And what happened, I, the flight was at 1 p.m. We, there was some 15-minute 15 15 minute delay, so we did not get on the flight until basically minutes to 1, and so we could not leave, of course, at 1 o'clock. Long story short is that we sat on the tarmac because we attempted to to take off at different times and we were fourth in line and all the different things went on and and then the the whole idea was we were unable to take off because of the the weather condition and we had to go back eventually to the gate where they had to put more fuel in because we we're not going to take another route. And what happened, the fuel that they had in the plane was just enough to take us to Atlanta and refuel there. But now the, the route that the, the FAA was prescribing for this, uh, the, this, for the, the pilots were going to require that the plane, are required that the plane got more fluid, uh, more fuel. We went back to the gate and that at the gate, they told those who want to get off and try other other um, airlines or other flights could do so because we already have sat on the, the tarmac about two and a half hours already. And so people, some people got off, then they closed the door and they refuel. We, we taxied back out to try to get on, to leave again. And we were told the weather was kind of not right yet. And then eventually they said, oh, it's cleared up. We can now fly the path originally. So the plane had to burn off they fuel the excessive fuel before they take um, to take off. Now imagine doing all of this. Well, one good thing is that the, the toilets, the, the the restroom still worked, the air condition was still on, so it wasn't one of those miserable flights from hell where you are sweating and there's no air conditioning, air condition, and the the toilets are all backed up. You know, thank God that didn't never happened. And and of course, everybody would try to remain as calm as possible. Now, I had to really practice my emotional intelligence. You know, they talk about self-awareness. I had to be dig in and, and constantly being aware of what emotions I was feeling as they were happening. And then I had to manage, which I mentioned before, that my emotions to stay flexible and positively direct my my behavior because the 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 um, those who were working on the airlines, right, the servers who were coming through and asking many times, "Do you want want have some want some water?" They were doing their best because even them imagine the stress, imagine everybody trying to take out their own their frustrations on them, and they had nothing to do with it. It was 
as they would term it, it's an act of God, right? And so we had to sit there, and I keep on saying to myself, Kingsley, now, if you get upset and frustrated, how is that going to help you? What difference will it make? What will it change? And I had to do self-talk to maintain a good attitude. I read. I spoke to those around me. I got up. I stretched. And so we spent about four plus hours on the tarmac because our flight was an hour and 20 minutes or thereabouts. And so an hour in the air plus what we spend on the tarmac is about five plus hours we spent all together for an hour and 15 minutes trip. That is where I had to practice what I preach, emotional intelligence, which I call immortelligence, uh, right? is the art of succeeding. So I had to succeed where others may have failed. And I was determined, I was determined to pass the test. Now, the social competence part of that is, again, is made up, as I mentioned before, your social awareness. So social awareness is your ability just as self-awareness is your ability to accurately perceive your emotions, social awareness is your ability to accurately pick up on emotions in other people and understand what is really going on. Now, that's a tall order. That's hard work. That is, it requires you to dig in and, and find what is important. And what does this have to do with 21st century, because you are your team members, your employees, your 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 environment you're working in and leading are made up of people who are more in touch with in touch with their emotions than at any other time. They have grown up in an, in a time where where people are more sensitive to social. Social social act, activities or injustice and all those different things. So they're more the type who are are for social justice and change and and diversity and all of that because they are sensitized to that, which really is based on their emotions. So it's important then as a leader that you are able to read and accurately pick up on the emotions of those you're leading. And then the relationship management aspect is your ability to use awareness of your emotions and the other's emotions that you have detected that you know what's going on to manage interactions successfully. Now, I, again, on the airplane incident, when when the those who were serving were coming through the aisle and asking for water and were being as pleasant as possibly they could under the circumstances, Right. And, and they would ask a question. I had to find a way to behave and manage that relationship and my interaction with them so that they did not get more frustration. You know, I heard one man went off and was very kind of loud and was getting kind of, you know, heated and, and everyone trying to calm him down. And the, you know, the flight attendant came around and was speaking to him and tr- trying the best they could to manage that relationship. Eventually, he calmed down. I'm not sure if he got off when we were able to deplane, uh, when we got back to the gate and those were asked who wanted to get off, could get you know, could have gotten off. I can't remember if he got off or not, but I didn't hear his voice anymore. So somebody either really managed that relationship well or he got off the plane. 
Now, this is a side of emotional intelligence where immortalligence is made up. Immortalligence is made up of these this four quadrant I mentioned before. On top of that, though, it takes the, the leadership skills that I mentioned before, and I'm going to just mention them because I will not be able to get through all of them here. And if you want to know more about that, you can get my new book, The Immortalligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed and Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow. And it's available on Amazon, but as a listener of this podcast, I have made it possible for you to get a free copy. And if you go to kingsleygrant.com slash free leadership book, you can get a free copy of this book. And you will find how I I laid out in the book the seven essential traits. Someone recently told me, Kingsley, I read your book and I really dig it. I really enjoyed reading the book. It's very conversational. It truly is for leaders who are trying to figure out this whole leadership in the 21st century. And he said for him, because he's very much into personal development and leadership and, you know, he's one of those guys that is entrepreneurial. So he's he's really ahead of the curve than most people. So he said to me that what really resonated with him wasn't so much the first part because he understood emotional intelligence to some extent, but it's the leadership traits that I pointed out. And especially the one on leadership is craftsmanship. He said that one really resonated resonated with him because it made him aware of some things that he found that was true of himself. And it kind of reminded him of that. And therefore, that resonated most with him. So I don't know what might resonate with you. I'm only suggesting that you read the book and you'll find out. But again, these four quadrants I mentioned, and then the seven traits are these. Number one, the essential traits of leadership, and they are to be in this order. They're in this, this order for a reason, because I believe it's it's like line upon line and precept upon precept. It's tacked that way for a reason. So number one is leadership is stewardship. And I talk about that, what that means in the book. Secondly, leadership is relationship. Thirdly, leadership is partnership. Fourthly, leadership is mentorship. Fifthly, leadership is craftsmanship. Sixth, leadership is salesmanship. And the seventh one is leadership is directorship. And you know, hopefully as you hear the words and the, the phrase, the sound of the words, you have an idea of what it was what it meant when I mentioned those words. And those are the framework. So immortaligence being the new concept for the 21st century, the main reason is that number one is an art. And and what happened is that when you're able to embrace, understand, practice immortalligence. It helps you to become better skilled in decision-making, relationship management, and job performance. That is what the 21st century requires. That is what will make you successful in the 21st century. And that's why it's a new concept for 
the 21st century leaders, and you are one of those. At least I hope so. That's why you're listening to this podcast. So I hope this was helpful for you today. I hope you will take away some of the things I mentioned. I may want to go back and listen to certain parts of this episode because it will help you to grasp what intelligence is. And if you get the book, it would really reinforce what it is I mentioned on this episode today. Well, my friend, again, don't f- forget you can get a free copy at kingsleygrant.com, a free copy of my book, that's what I mean, The Immortelligent Leader, kingsleygrant.com slash free leadership book, right? That's where you can get that book. And I hope you get you pick up your copy today. It will be sent to you. Um, all you do is pay for shipping and handling. United States only. I'm sorry, right now we have not extended that internationally yet. It's available internationally, but as far as a free copy where you pay for shipping and handling, we've not yet extended that internationally. So please forgive me while we are working on how to make that possible. If you have some great ideas of how that is being done, please let me know. I'm tr- I'm, I'm, I'm really would need that information if you do have it. So please, I would love to hear from you. Well, my friend, you are intelligent enough to know that this show has come to an end. Remember, you are one skill away, one skill away from your best hope. With that said, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the show. So thank you. Peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side.